Welcome to our first live broadcast. And I'm very, very excited. And welcome. This is my office. It's uh, not the best that we plan to do, but under the circumstances, as you have known already, we have the COVID 19 that is going around in the nations. And we had to shut down, uh, suspend church for the next uh, two weeks. Uh, of course, we'll have to review that after some time. But for now, you are most welcome, and we will allow the Holy Ghost to do what he wants to do, and speak through us and to you. Of course, at the end, I'll be able to pray for you. And for now, I just want to make two quick announcements. The first one is, of course, all church services are suspended until further notice. Secondly, uh, others may ask what do we do now with our tithes and our offerings. The first option, of course, is that that can be deposited directly into the church account, Praise Christian Center, downtown, Invest Trust Bank. Uh, details, of course, for your church members, you can get that from the elders. They'll give you the account number that is on need basis if you have to deposit that, which we encourage you to do. The next important thing is that, however, because of the social distancing, certain things, of course, will not be as routine. Certain things have changed, but I'm still available on WhatsApp. You can email, you can call. And for anything that I'm not able to do, you have also the leaders that are able to reach you and they're able to pray with you, able to counsel, advise you, or give you details for guidance, you know, in terms of what you want. But for now, let's go straight into the word. I'm grateful for the technical team that has come in my office. They have taken uh, away their time from their schedules and just come to record so we can be a blessing to you. The Lord loves you and the Lord cares for you. I'll start from the book of Psalm 74, something that we've been exploring, something that the Lord has been putting on my heart. I'm teaching on the covenant meal today. Considering the things that have happened and are happening in the nations, we need not to forget that we are a covenant people. You are a covenant child of God. You should not be afraid. Why? Because God has not given you the spirit of fear. Uh -uh. He hasn't given you that. He hasn't given you the spirit of timidity. But he has given you the spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. Everything that is going on around you must never cause you to forget who you are first. You are in a covenant relationship with the most high God. There are covenant privileges, covenant promises. There is covenant protection and covenant provision for you. So I want to encourage you in the word of the Lord today. But Psalm 74 verse 20 says something that's very important, very profound, which I've dealt with as we've had our services. It says that, have respect unto the covenant, for the dark places of the earth are full of the habitations of cruelty or evil. Now, the Lord is encouraging us, and this is something I see happening in our time. The Holy Ghost seems to be tugging at our hearts to get back to that covenant relationship, a personal retreat back into a covenant relationship, a relationship of intimacy. Now, when the word says have respect unto the covenant, the highest form of relationship you can have is a covenant relationship. And this relationship cannot be broken. You can't walk away from it. You cannot run away from it. Now, respect is important in any relationship. A relationship where there is no respect already has already fallen apart. It will not last long. Therefore, we have a relationship. If you have received the Lord Jesus Christ 
as Lord and Savior of your life, you have a God-given relationship with the Most High God, your Creator. But like any other relationship, there has to be mutual respect and understanding in that respect. We must value, we must have a high regard for the relationship that we have. Because, of course, the Lord says the dark places of the earth are filled with cruelty, wickedness. And Paul says that you know, in first, Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 8, that, look, we are living in the end times. In the end times, there are difficult times that have come. And so, so much that it can overwhelm the natural mind. But you be of good cheer because the Lord is with you. And the covenant-keeping God will sustain you and be with you. So as we start, we look into the book of Luke chapter 22, verse 19. This is a covenant meal. Verse 19, Luke 22, verse 19, quickly, it says, And he took bread, talking of the Lord Jesus Christ, and gave thanks, and broke it, and gave unto them, saying, them meaning the disciples, gave unto them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. Likewise, also the cup after supper, saying, This cup is a New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you. Shall we pray? Father, I am grateful for revelation. I am grateful for understanding. I'm grateful for the work and the deep work of the Holy Ghost that illuminates this word and brings life to your people. I pray, O oh God, that the miracle-working power of your word through the Lord Jesus Christ shall be present to heal, to deliver, to make whole, to comfort. O oh God, to give direction, insight, and understanding that, Lord, your people will be encouraged and will be helped even in Jesus' holy precious name. Now, the Lord talks of the covenant meal or introduces the what you may call holy communion. Some places it's called the Lord's Supper. Others call it the Eucharist. But he calls it a meal. And this is very, very important. Because you see, when the Lord is building you, he'll build you according to relationships. So there are relationships of value that the Lord brings into your life that bring an addition. And in that addition, you are made better. You are improved. You develop. You become something of value to the rest. He also builds you according to revelation, the understanding that is given by the Holy Spirit. As he illuminates the scriptures, you begin to be built up. Things you didn't know, you now know because the Holy Ghost has helped you to understand those things. So revelation is key to the building up of your life. But something very important, the Lord, when he is dealing with you, he will deal with you according to covenant. When he's building, it's according to relationship. When he's dealing with you, it's according to covenant. Many people ask, but why is the Lord not helping? No, the Lord has already delegated authority to us, who are, of course, believers. He has delegated his power and authority to us to do something. We are the ones to bind. We are the ones to work, to bring the kingdom to pass. We are the ones who are to move in our God-given authority and power to demonstrate the kingdom of God in the earth. Therefore, it's important for you to know that covenant is more powerful than currency. Covenant is more powerful than circumstances. Covenant is actually more powerful than anything that acts like a coincidence in your life. The Lord can never be copped napping. Nuh -uh. He never goes, oops, he is in control. But only through you and me when we exercise our God-given authority. So every covenant was obviously you know, rectified and celebrated with a meal. There's always a meal after the covenant has been cut. The meal is what declared the covenant final, or it was rectified or made to be uh, a binding one. Now, if you look in Genesis 26, just to illustrate and demonstrate that fact, 
Genesis 26, verse 28. Whenever people cut covenant, they ended up having a meal to rectify it, to make it functional in their lives. Here is a good example in verse 28. The scripture says, and they said, we saw certainly that the Lord was with you. And we said, let those be now an oath, or let there be now an oath between us, or an agreement between us, even between us and you, and let us make a covenant with you that you will do us no hurt or harm as we have not troubled you, and as we have done unto you nothing but good, and have sent you away in peace. You are now the blessed of the Lord, and he made them a feast, and they did it and drink. So when they cut covenant, the next thing obviously you see is them having a meal. Another good example, still in Genesis 31 and verse 44 to 46. Genesis 41, 31, verse 44 to 46. Again, we see another practical example of people cutting covenant and immediately after there is a celebration of that covenant by a meal. We see that it says, now therefore you come, let us make a covenant, I and you. Let it be for a witness between me and you. This is of course Laban cutting covenant because he was afraid. All right, But verse 44 says, and Jacob took a stone, which we can say type of Christ today, and set it up for a pillar. And Jacob said unto his brethren, gather stones, and they took stones, and made an heap, and they did it there upon the hip. So immediately after the covenant is cut, we see that there is a celebration of that meal by, you know, obviously partaking. The two parties that have cut covenant now have to partake in a meal. It's just the same thing today. We also celebrate or mark our special events with a meal. There is no wedding where a covenant has been cut in church that is never celebrated with a meal. Either they will have a reception, a big party, some hotel, some get-together or something, but immediately after the celebration, you find that there is a, a meal that is given and people partake of that. Now, the meal becomes what makes the covenant be functional in the lives of these individuals. And so it's the same thing today. When we look back, we also see that in the deliverance of the children of Israel from Egypt, God comes to his set man, Moses the prophet, and gives him an instruction. And he says, hey, take a lamb, kill that lamb, and eat. Huh? It's while they were eating that the deliverance took place. So you have this understanding that there is what you call a covenant meal. Now, in many circles, this is thought like symbols, and many people have lost their significance and spiritual power in the covenant meal. If you just take it as symbols or symbolic of something that took place and has no relevance in our time, then you will lose out on the benefits of the covenant meal. Therefore, today I want to encourage you, in the light of what is happening in the nation, in this covenant meal are your promises that are now made into reality when you partake of the covenant meal. The meal is very significant. It's a signal that the covenant meal has now been fulfilled. There is a fulfilling of the promises in the covenant meal. So Jesus introducing this one says something that is very important to us. He took bread when he gave thanks. That's why today I've got my covenant meal set up for us today. You can do this even in your own home. I've got the bread, 
And we've got, of course, the cup of his blessing. You can have, then we have, of course, the candles. Just to show the light and the life that is in this covenant meal. And so today, as you partake of this, you can prepare. Also, just get, I know you may not have this special bread. You can get even the loaf of bread and just cut small pieces and have the jolly juice or the fruit or the non-alcoholic wine. This will stand for the body of Jesus and the cup of blessing in his blood. And Jesus, in making a new covenant, made it valid in our lives. So we are not celebrating symbols. This is the reality of the body of Jesus and the blood of Jesus. Moses, in the same way that he was ordered to cook the lamb, they ate the lamb. Jesus came as the lamb of God into our lives. Therefore, Every important event, as I said, in our lives, we mark it with a covenant meal. The weddings, anniversaries, you know, birthday parties, there's always some meal. At communion, Jesus reveals himself. We continue. Psalms 24 or 23. Let's start from Psalms 23. The Bible is very plain there. The psalmist writes that the Lord is his shepherd and he shall not want. He shall not be afraid. This is not time to be afraid as a covenant children of the living God. So the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yes, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, and your road and your staff, they comfort me. Watch verse 5. He says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. That is some amazing truth. Because in the natural, you are afraid of your enemies. You are not so sure what they are up to. But this psalmist, David, this great, this wonderful shepherd, had a revelation. The Holy Ghost revealed to him. It says, look, when there is a meal... There is a covenant that is made functional, that is made reality, that is made operational. The realities of the promises within that covenant come into force. It's like God coming to dine with you. Take, for example, how can this bread and this cup be called a meal? Think of that. The Lord calls it a meal. This is a covenant meal. In our natural thinking, we want a meal that is, there's chicken, there's meat, there's all kinds of vegetables, big in shima or pap or sasa. For us, that is a meal. Yeah, this side of the world, if you had rice with chicken, they ask you, have you eaten? You say no. Because in our cultural thinking, a meal must be something that is filling. You must be full after you have eaten. Stomach shining like a little boy was overeaten. And so for us, we have a different picture of a meal. But the Lord says, when he sets up this meal, he himself is present. He comes to dine with you. He comes to be at the table with you. He comes as the reality and so as you are partaking, it's not symbolic. It is a reality. The Lord is present with you. And what happens when the Lord is present with you at the table? This is what the psalmist found out. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Isn't coronavirus an enemy? Yes, it is. 
It is our enemy. It's the enemy of humanity. Our lives have changed. All over the world, things are not the same. We are living in a different era where this has come and changed our schedules, our way of life. We are social beings. We are people of relationship. But all these things have changed in the first one, two months. Everything has changed. It is an enemy. But this enemy must not cause you to live in fear. If the Lord Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior of your life, be at peace. He says, he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And so when the Lord is with you, he comes in reality. His presence comes to be with you as you are partaking of this meal. You are making him as a reality. His promises become the functional. They become operational. And the benefits within these covenant promises are actualized. They are realized. They are made real to you. And so as you partake of this Holy Communion, the enemy you know, the enemy you do not know, the enemy you see, the enemy you have not seen, cannot touch you when you are dining with the most high God. Woo! I wish I can get an amen from the team here. Amen. amen. And so even in this, thou shalt not be afraid of the Conora violence. Yes, we shall do what we know is prudent for us to do. Humanly speaking, we will take precautions. We will respect the social distances. We will respect the washing, cleanliness, the hygiene. We will do all that. But let not this enemy change who you are. Let not this enemy change who you are. Excuse me. You are a covenant child of the living God. And while you dine today, as you participate in this meal of covenant, what is happening? The Lord is here present with us here in this office. The Lord is present. Who is this Lord? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord, the miracle worker, is present. And when he is present, the enemy shall not touch you while you feast with the miracle working God. While he is present, the miracle is that you are untouchable. The power of the enemy cannot be present where God is to affect you, to influence you for evil. While you are wise in the natural to do what you know is supposed to do according to the advice of the professionals they have given us, yet you must also stand on another side that you are a covenant child of God. Do not live in fear of this enemy. Know that as you come to partake of this, something is happening. The enemy has no touch over you. The Lord says, do not touch my anointed ones. Do my prophets no harm. And therefore, even this enemy understands the language of heaven. If you are righteous, if you have Jesus as Lord and Savior in your life, you are a covenant child of God. You don't have to be a prophet. You don't have to be a, a priest. You don't have to be a bishop. You don't have to be an apostle, a teacher, or a pastor. You have to be only a child of God. And you have an existing covenant that was cut in the blood of the Lord Jesus as he sacrificed himself on your behalf on the cross of Calvary. And so, the psalmist understood that while I'm at the table with the Lord, enemies can surround you. He says, the Lord prepared a table before me in the presence of the enemy. So, this is a present enemy that we have. But the Lord says, you feast. While you dine with him, it shall not touch you. It shall not harm you. It shall not get to you to destroy your life. Remember, you are a covenant. And there are covenant perimeters that exist for the children of God. And that the Lord has stated in his way. The other thing that happens is while you dine with the Lord, he says, you anoint my head with oil, a type of the Holy Ghost. He says, you anoint my head with oil. What is the oil? The anointing. 
the yoke destroying, burden removing, presence and power of God comes upon you as you partake of this Holy Communion. What yokes are broken? Sickness is your yoke. Fear is a yoke. Discouragement is a yoke. Despair is a yoke. All these things are broken because the presence of God as you partake and dine with him in this meal of covenant releases the power of the Most High into the known areas of your life, into the unknown areas of your life, into the areas you see, areas you do not see. Areas you understand, areas you do not understand. The present anointing of God goes to break that yoke. And I'm praying that the yoke upon your life shall be broken. Anything that is making you heavy in your life, discouraged, live hopelessly, fearing for your future. I say, peace be still. There is the power and presence of God that will lift off this enemy, that will lift off that yoke. The stranger's burden shall not be upon your shoulders. You shall never be rude nor governed by the enemy's yokes in your life. If you believe and you come to the Lord Jesus Christ in faith believing and trusting that he has left for us an ordinance we ought to practice and that makes the reality of his presence with us, breaking the yokes, making sure that the enemy's intents against us are not fulfilled. It doesn't only end there. He says, you anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Cup runs over means abundancy. It's a tough time for businesses, for self-employed, for the employed, for the business owners, for the investors. But even then, your faith must not be discouraged. Why? Because he says in Psalm, in Isaiah 60, verse 1 to 5, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. But upon you shall be seen his glory. Upon you shall be seen his brightness. These things were prophesied many, many years ago by the prophet Isaiah. It says, while there seems to be darkness all over the world, while there seems to be gross darkness where people cannot even understand, they are short of solution. Upon you, who is a covenant child of God, who is a covenant keeper, you shall be distinguished from the rest. The glory, the goodness, the light, the brightness, the life of answer, the life of favor shall shine upon you. Huh? The light always shines brighter when it is dark. That's why I have my candles today. No one shall distinguish your light. No one shall put out your light. Hey! May you shine like the brightness of this candle. When you light it, it starts small, but it begins to grow in strength as we leave it on. And the important thing is to keep your light on. As your light is on, so shall be your life. Nothing will distinguish that light. You are a covenant child. Conora cannot distinguish the light of God in you because it's not of this world. It is the presence of God most high in your life. And I'm so excited that this is the rising of a covenant people. This is a time for you to shine. This is a time for you to arise. Give hope. Huh? The Bible says, hey, it is good news, obviously, for someone who comes and brings, you know, he steps aside and comes and brings life, brings solution, brings encouragement, brings exhortation, shows people the other side of things. Yes, there may be darkness, but Jesus is our light. Oh, the Holy Ghost will make your life shine once again. It depends on where your mind is focused on. If your mind is focused on every day, on the negative thing, the Bible says, hey, you shall be as you think. Proverbs 23 verse 7 says, as a man thinketh, even a woman thinketh, so shall they be. So your thoughts can make you. What more now to release your mind, to focus on the Lord, to focus on, on him where answers and solutions, ideas can come from, scientific innovations can be released so that we have a solution to our pending problems. 
I urge you, child of the living God, especially you who has Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior in your life, you are a solution. You are not a problem. You are the light. You are not darkness. You are the hope. You are not the discouragement. Watch what is coming out of your mouth. Ah, watch what you are seeing, what you are hearing. Is it has, or does it have any good news? Be an encouragement. Watch what you are posting to others. Is it building them or wrecking fear in their lives? There are all kinds of things that are flying on social media today. And with the advanced technology, thank God for technology. But let not be a tool for you to use to discourage others, to instill fear in others. Bring hope, bring life. Show them that in spite of all these things, they shall, your light shall keep shining. Nothing shall distinguish or blow down that light. Everything has tried through the generations to quench the light of the gospel. But the gospel keeps thriving from generations to generation. You will overcome. You are overcoming. Why? Because you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. And this is the meal that reminds us of the reality that we do not just exist in the earth by ourselves. No, we have a covenant and God is present with us. He is a present help in the time of trouble. That's what scripture says. So he is there with you and he is there for you. Quickly, as we run down now, as the Lord took bread, he says, do this in remembrance of me. Now, that is very important. To remember does not mean to think about what happened in the past. In school, we used to have, can you remember? <laughs> in other words, the things you were taught in the past, can you remember? This is not about a remembrance of past events or thinking about past events. No. To remember means to recreate it, to bring it back into the present, to make it actual, to employ to identify yourself, to participate, to come into the reality of that event. This was a significant time when the creator God is dining with humanity. Ooh, this is a meal that the supernatural is passed on into your life. The supernatural comes into reality among natural beings. And this meal is so amazing, so powerful, that it becomes a gateway into the eternal. <laughs> it's a gate to the supernatural. It's a gate to the wisdom of God. It's a gate to the supernatural life, the Zoe, the God kind of life. This is the body of Jesus. Question, is the body sick? Is Jesus sick? So you can believe not to be sick as you partake of this. Is Jesus bound? You can believe that in this is your deliverance as you take all this. Is Jesus confused? Is Jesus worried? He is not. He is in full control. So as you partake of the body, you are making actual the reality. You are making the functional, uh, the covenants of promises functional in your life. You are bringing the reality that is in this which God had promised us. Because Jesus becomes the present help now. For you, for me, for our children. Remember, he didn't say, think about these things. He said, do. The power is in doing, not thinking about it. Oh, how Jesus died on that cross for me. And you, you are crying, oh, Jesus, you died for me. Ah, It must not end on thinking. He says, as you remember this, do. Practice it. As often as you do this, do it in remembrance of me. In other words, bring into reality, recreate once again. It recreates the reality of the present God, the Emmanuel. It comes into your situation, comes into your marriage, comes into your business, comes into your family, comes into your home. The reality, God present with us. That is very, very important. Before we wind down, in the book of Matthew 24, as we go down to Matthew 24, verse 30, I'll quickly jump some verses, verse 32 and verse 35. Matthew, uh, Luke, sorry, 24. Scripture says, beginning verse 30, oh, I'm enjoying the word of God. It says, then shall they begin to say to the 
Oh, sorry, I'm in there, verse 23. Thank you, Jesus. Now, as, as the scripture says, Matthew 24, verse 30, it says, And it came to pass, <laughs> as he sat at meal with them, he took bread, he took bread, and blessed it, and broke it, and gave to them. Alright? And the next verse, 31, I want you to pay attention there. When they took the bread, which is the body of Jesus, and ate. The next verse says, and their eyes were opened. Wait a minute. For them to take bread, which means they were seeing the bread. What eyes is he talking about? It's not these natural lenses. Uh -uh. Because they could see the bread, they could see him. So when they took bread, he says, and their eyes were opened. In other words, they, they had the true sight. They saw him as he is, the Savior, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the conqueror, the one who was and the one who is, that which was in the beginning, which became the word, and took up the flesh and lived among us. Their eyes were open to the realities of the covenant promises. He reassured them. Today, most of what you see with these physical lenses always ends up at discouraging you. They end up at limiting you because the eyes are the gate to your soul. And the Bible says, I wish above all things that you be in health and prosper or prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. What is it that your soul has been seeing? What is it that your lenses have allowed inside of you to sit in your mind, to sit in your emotions, in your will? Because once your soul is trapped, it's very difficult for anyone to encourage you. That's why this word, as it comes to you, as you partake of this covenant meal, the Bible says, your eyes shall open. And if your eye be light, like the candle, ah, your whole soul shall be light. And you'll be a delight to be among other people. Because when you come among them, instead of you speaking fear, you shall speak faith. You shall speak hope. You shall tell them, even if this shall pass away. Just like all the enemies of God in all past generations, they have passed away. Even if this is under our feet in Christ Jesus' name. You are a bringer of hope. You are a carrier of solutions. You are the lifter of the hearts of humanity. Because of this covenant meal today. So this is nothing like just taking bread and symbols. No, as you partake, your eyes shall be open. You shall see. Paul prayed for the children of Ephesus. And he says, I wish and I pray for you that you'll be given the spirit of wisdom and of understanding. Huh? Of what? Of the mystery of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that your eyes be opened. Wait a minute. They had eyes. But he also prayed that their eyes be opened. The prophet prayed for his servant. When, he was, when they were surrounded in the physical. With the armies all around they were surrounded. And the servant of this prophet in the word of God was so afraid. And the prophet said, oh Lord. Because he could see the fear. Just like you can see fear in your neighbors. You can see fear around the people. You are a covenant child. You are also differently connected. In the same way your umbilical cord connected you to your mother in the womb. There is your faith that has connected you now to the most high God. With solutions and life and power in your tongue to bring life. And to cast down and bind things and loose them. And to be able to receive insight and understanding. That we can pass to the scientists. We can pray for the medical staff. And inventions come and you know, innovative ideas are released to them. We can pray for our heads of states and governments and our rulers. That they receive the wisdom and the grace of God. 
to manage and govern us properly and that this thing cannot defeat a nation whose covenant is with Jehovah God. Remember who you are. Do not allow fear to come into your life. Do not allow fear to rule you. Uh-uh. It should not rule you. And so, as I am closing there, it says, and their eyes were opened, and they knew him. Ooh, that is where your freedom is. May your eyes open as you are in your home, as you partake of the body, and as you partake of the blood of Jesus. May your eyes open to have a knowledge of him. This is talking of intimate knowledge of him. Whoever exposes his body to another, they are saying, I know you. We are to have an intimate knowledge of each other. No one simply exposes their body to whoever they do not value and respect. Husband and wife. Huh? Bible says Adam and Eve. And they were both naked. They exposed each other's body. They were both naked and we are not ashamed. There was a level of intimacy. Jesus comes and exposes his body and says, this is my body. This is my body. I am coming on a personal level of intimacy with you. I don't want you to know me on Sunday as the minister is preaching. I don't want to know you, you to know me in the books of someone else relations. No. This is the season and this is the era where the Lord wants you to know him personally. To have an intimate acquaintance and knowledge of him. What a time. What an opportunity. What a decision that you have to make. Where you pull away from playing church anymore. We've all made our own mistakes. But don't look back. Don't look back to what, how old the situation was. There is an invitation today. You can gather your family today. You can set the table there. And you can tell them this word. It says the Lord today has chosen to dine with us. In this office, the presence of God is real. Faith is built. Even as the people are here, they can sense their faith. They can sense the presence of God. Wow. The reality, God has come in and made himself present in this meal. He's opening our eyes. Much of the things that cause us to fear, cause us to cry, are things that we see with our physical eyes. May your natural eyes not be a discouragement to you. May God also open your spiritual eyes, give you an understanding. May you, may you become, may you have a, an anointing of a seer to see in the spirit realm. May you see angels. Because when the servant of the Lord prayed for that servant of his, says, Lord, open his eyes. And the Bible says, and the Lord opened his eyes. And behold, he was able to see. He was able to see. My prayer after this is that the Lord will open your eyes. Spiritual eyes, you will see the angels of the Lord. You will look into the supernatural world. Your discernment will be sharp. And that you will look and you will be able to be used by God as a carrier of a divine message to suffering humanity. May the Lord, the Bible says in Proverbs 20 verse 27, says your spirit is the candle of the Lord. This candle today, that represents your spirit, your human spirit. And what the Lord does is he just brings the fire of the Holy Spirit and just lights it up lights it up and lights it up and when he lights it up boom suddenly you are out of your discouragement you are out of your fears you are out of all these things that had clouded you today is a good day for you verse 32 says and they said one to another did not our hearts burn within us while he talked with us by the way and while he opened to us the scriptures Something powerful is happening to you, even as we are sharing the word of God. The fear shall not be within the four corners of your home. Mm, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Verse 35, 
We close with that one. And they told what things were done in the way and how he was known of them in breaking of bread. This message shall not end to you. When he opens your eyes, it's because the Lord wants to make you a messenger of the supernatural life of God. My God, may God raise many of you to become messengers as you partake of the Holy Communion, as you partake of the covenant meal. May your eyes open to the reality that greater is he who is in us than that which has affected the world. That we are hope carriers. We are bearers of the good news. And that God will use you to heal the sick. God will use you. He will use your tongue to release life. Where others are seeing death, you will speak life. You will pray a war of fire around the nation, around the leaders. You will uplift the leaders in the world. You uplift the medical people in the world. You can bring a stop to the rule of the enemy in people's lives. You are the carrier of hope. He says, they discussed it after the meal. After this meal, you will never be the same again. You become the bearer of light. You become the bearer of good news. You will discuss it in your homes. But you will not just end up discussing it. The reality of Jesus will be made real once again with signs and wonders performed. Healings and miracles. I'm talking of genuine miracles. Because this is not the time to kid ourselves. We need the reality of God. Away from the cameras. Because now there is no service. So no one will do anything to make a name. Uh -huh. This is not a time for fame. This is not a time for making names. This is a time for bringing the reality of Lord Jesus into the lives that need him. As we close, we partake of Holy Communion. First Corinthians chapter 10. First Corinthians chapter 10. My God. And time has run out for sure. First Corinthians chapter 10, verse 16. My God. Father, use us as light. Verse 16 says, The cup of blessing. Mm -hmm. This is the cup of blessing. Don't just hold that cup in your home. This is the cup of blessing. The contents within it carry blessing. What's a blessing? A spiritual empowerment for everything in your life to go progressively forward. Divine health, divine protection, peace, favor, goodness, ah, all fruitfulness, increase, whatever you lay your hands to, prospers. This is the good life in this cup. This is an empowered cup supernaturally into your life. As you come to the table, to this meal provided by the Lord, have faith that this is a cup of blessing. So he says, this is a cup of what? The cup of blessing which we bless. So as you partake of it, you bless it. In the natural, it's jolly juice. In the natural, it's fruit juice. In the natural, it's non-alcoholic one. But you bless it. Cup of blessing which we bless. So you take that and you bless it. Bless it with what? That this is the reality of the blood of Jesus that was shed for you. You cannot curse the one the Lord has blessed. When you partake of this, anything and everything that is wanting to curse your life, it has failed. Ooh, that is the power of it. And I have to emphasize it. In this is a blessing. You cannot curse the one the Lord has blessed. In the name of Jesus. So he says, and the cup of blessing which we bless, is it not the communion of the blood of Christ? Not the blood of Jesus. The blood of Christ. Christ means the anointed one and his anointing. The yoke destroying power of God. This is the blood that removes the yoke of sickness, the yoke of disease, the yoke of limitation, the yoke of bondage in this cup today. There shall be a meal in Jesus' holy precious name. Then he says, the bread which we break, eh? we break. 
is not the communion of the body of Christ. Then verse 17, I like that. For we being many are one bread and one body. For we are all partakers of that one bread. Ooh, what does that mean? In communion is our union. I repeat that once again. In communion is our union. We are made one in this holy communion. God do not, does not want us to be divided. This is not a time to push, to push our self-serving, self-seeking agendas. That time is gone. That era is gone. You are becoming better, not for yourself. You are becoming better for the common good of everybody. Your life is no longer just valuable to you. Your life must be valuable to everyone. And so you are a solution. You are an answer. God wants your power to be everyone's power. God wants your blessing to be everyone's blessing. God wants your joy to be everyone's joy. God wants your lifting to be everyone's lifting. Those self-seeking, self-serving agendas have died away with our past era. This is now an era for the kingdom of God, for the sons of covenant to manifest and show what it means to be a covenant people. In this communion, in this meal, your family is united. Everything that is ought to bless you comes and is made real. It unites to you and make you an amazing person in the earth. Quickly, the last scripture. Mm -hmm. I think by now you are used to me. Keep saying the last, the last. Yeah, the last scripture, John chapter 6. We got to verse 35, then 51, then 53 to 57. This is what you go back with. May the power of God come upon you as we are about to close those verses. Verse 35, John chapter 6. This is again the Lord Jesus Christ. Comes to them and tells them and says, For I came down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is not the will of the church. This is the will of the Father for the church. Let me change church. This is the will of God for you. This is not an ordinance that must be observed only within the walls of the church. Where the coronavirus has sent us away from the walls of church, from the fellowshipping of each other as a multitude, which is important for corporate prayer and corporate fellowship, because we saturate the environment with corporate anointed prayer. But even when you are alone in that flat, even when you are alone in that home, even when you are with just your family, this is that which the Lord says, this is the will of God for your life. It's a meal. It fills you with not the natural vitamins, the vitamin C, A, B, K, all those vitamins, vitamin E. No, this meal has more power than the value of the vitamins of the earth. This comes with the ingredients of the supernatural into your life. So take it as the will of God the Father for your life. Secondly, verse 53, 51. Quickly turn with me to 51. It says, I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. What an amazing truth. I am the living bread. There is no death in this bread. Therefore, any death that is in your system, sickness, disease, there are parts of your body that do not function well. The Bible says this is the living bread that comes to activate. It comes to activate. It comes to activate. This is the living bread that comes to activate. Wherever there is death, there shall be life. In the name of Jesus. There's 55 quickly. 53. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except you eat 
of the flesh of the Son of Man, my God, and to drink his blood, you have no life in you. Which means, when you eat of this, you have life in you. What life? Not this where there's just oxygen. No. The life he's talking about is the life supernatural. The God kind of life. Hallelujah. The God kind of life. So as we partake of this Holy Communion today, I want to pray with you. I want to lift you in faith, trusting the Lord. That this is a meal. This is where God comes to dine with you. This is where God is present. The reality of the King of Kings is at your table today. And this which was broken for you is alive. It is real. It has life. So as you partake of it, I'm praying that the life of God shall be passed on to you this wonderful day. The hope, the life is coming to you in the name of Jesus. So Father, I thank you for this which is bread. Now as we give thanks, it is your broken body. Even as your body was broken for us, broken for our brother, broken for our sister, I pray in the name of Jesus as they partake of this living bread, which is your living body. It is bringing life, nutrients to the body. It is bringing the supernatural into reality in someone's life today. This is what brings the consolation of the evil's boast over your life. This is what defeats the, the enemy's mocking of the oil over your head. This is what creates boundaries and tells the enemy you cannot cross anymore. This is the territory and the habitation of the God most high God. Today I'm praying that even the power of the blood of Jesus in the cup of his blessing, as you will partake of this, the blood of Jesus, the life-giving power in the blood, Woo! The power of the enemy is broken off you by the covenant of life in the blood of Jesus. Sickness and disease, discouragement and oppression, defeat and failure dies in the name of Jesus at the table of the Lord. The reality of the angels of God comes into your home, comes into your life. So I pray for you. Even as we partake, Lord, thank you for the body. The cup of his blessing. Where you are in your home. If you are seated. If you are standing. I ask that you may sit. Or you may kneel. I bring to you. The reality. Of Jesus. He has loved you. He is not. The one that is afraid of what you are afraid of. He has your life covered. If you have accepted him as Lord and Savior of your life, if you have not and you are watching me, take a moment, bow down and pray after and say, Lord Jesus, today I realize that I'm a sinner and in need of a Savior, in need of a deliverer. I give myself to you. I surrender my life to you. Come into my life. Be the Lord and be the Savior. As you mean it in your heart, today, he has forgiven you of your sins and washed your sins in your blood, in the blood of Jesus. As far as the east is from the west, so far has removed these sins, your sins away from you. You are now a new creature. Join us as we pray now. I'm asking for a divine invasion of the life of God in your bodies. Life of God in your homes. Life of God in the name of Jesus. Today, Lord, I pray for these who I am now a cover over their souls. 
I pray in the name of Jesus that the power, the supernatural power of God comes upon you now in the name of Jesus. I rebuke every sickness and disease in the name of Jesus. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And I release the life-giving power of the body of Jesus. And I release the cup of his blessing activated by faith that says that now you are blessed and nothing can curse you. Your body cannot be cursed by sickness. Your body cannot be cursed by disease. Your body cannot be cursed by incantation, by the curses of hell. They have no power over your life, over your home. I rebuke every incantation, every enchantment. I rebuke every power of the curse. I release your life. I release your family. I release your children from the curse of destruction, from the curse of poverty, from the curse of failure. The candle of your life shall keep shining. I release hope and life in the name of Jesus. Receive wholeness right now. Receive the peace of God. Receive the joy of God. Let the signs and the wonders of God be performed in your life. Become that messenger of hope. Become that messenger of life. Demonstrate by prayer. Keep, yes, the social distance. But, hey, prayer doesn't know any distance. You can pray from afar and miracles shall happen. You can pray from afar and miracles shall be made manifest. Oh, in the name of Jesus, may now your spiritual eyes be open to the reality of the intimacy with Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. May you grow in the intimate knowledge of him as he has exposed his body to you. Know him. Get closer to him. Have respect for that covenant relationship. Let your life be a demonstration of the supernatural power of the living God. And I declare today, you will walk in the miraculous. You will walk in the signs and in the wonders. Let the light come around your home. Let your light come around your life. Respect, yes, what we have been taught. The guidance that we have been given by medical people, scientists, by authorities. But at the same time, do not forget, child of God, that you are a covenant child. And there are provisions in this covenant meal that are now made reality today. Walk by faith in the light of that reality. And I pray for you that testimonies shall begin happening. Send us the testimonies. Send us those that can encourage someone else. As the Lord begins to use you, watch, yes, the social distance that we have been enlightened with. But remember, you can speak from afar and miracles can happen. You can pray from afar and miracles shall happen. Let Zambia be covered under the blood of Jesus. That means the blessing of this cup be upon our country from the villages to the towns to the cities to the provinces into the judiciary into the legislature into the executive we cover them by the blood of Jesus and we speak in all the boundaries of Zambia the blood of Jesus carries an, a, a voice an eternal spirit in the blood of Jesus that speaks better things for this nation I bless you Zambia I speak the goodness of God I speak the life of God I speak the power of God. I speak the supernatural intervention in the realities that we face now as a nation in the name of Jesus. I speak hope and life. I speak the covenant of life to be upon this nation. And Zambia shall be free. And Zambia shall be on fire with the goodness of God. And Zambia shall be a prototype. And Zambia shall be God's garden. Zambia shall be a mission-sending country. And Zambia shall be a fire. And the blood of Jesus covers the whole nation. Bringing life and hope in the assignment God has given us. Remember, covenant was cut between Zambia and and Jehovah. This is a time for us to remember who we are. And in this communion, we unite. We have a union with each other. We have a union with God the Father. Send forth the word that unites the nation. Send forth the words that unites the families. Send forth the word that unites the tribes. We are one 
people in this communion we become one. There is no division. There is a unity. In the unity, God commands the blessing. May Zambia be united. May the covenant me of the Lord Jesus Christ as we partake of it unite this nation. In all our differences, in all our different aspects of understanding and all that, may we be united. And in that unity, may the Lord command the blessing over this nation. Shalom, shalom. May God be with you until the next time we see each other. Bless you. Thank you. Father, we bless your holy name. We thank you for your people. We thank you, Lord, for the broadcast. We thank you first and foremost for these children that have become instruments that you have used in this time of need. I speak, of oh God, when they participate in this covenant meeting. I pray, O oh God, the reality of who you are shall come to them. The life of God, the actualization of your promises. Where there was darkness, darkness is removed. Light comes, hope comes, health comes, deliverance comes. The supernatural is made real. Angels move on their behalf. Oh my God, arise, my Father, even their lives, O oh God. Arise in their homes, arise in their jobs, arise in their careers, arise in their personal, oh God, dreams and visions and aspirations. I bless them and declare your goodness will be upon them as an umbrella of love from God the Father. We seal all these their efforts and we thank you, Lord, that the transmission shall go in the power of the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus. He shall destroy fear, spirits of God. In the name of Jesus, angels shall take the word and bring to reality the manifestation of the God kind of life. In each one that is hearing, hope and life shall come. They shall arise in the power of the spirit of the living God. We pray all these things, trusting you, that you give us grace as you hear our nation. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen. May the Lord bless you.